We want to take some time and pray for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. I'm just going to read from some different articles to kind of give uh, some accounts of what's going on over there just so we have an idea. In case you're not aware, because I've talked to um, someone a couple days ago, they, they weren't aware, but the U.S. forces have pulled out of Afghanistan. We were there for about 20 years, and um, our forces being pulled out are all but complete, and the Taliban have taken over Afghanistan. The president has had to flee for his life. I think we still have the airport, the, the one airport, still under control possibly. But anyway, um, uh, the, the Taliban obviously are, are Muslim uh, terrorists and um, will kill Christians and, and have already. So here's some of the information just so we can have a backdrop of, of who we're praying for uh, and what we're praying for. It says Christian converts face dire consequences if their new faith is discovered. As Open Doors notes, an organization that tracks these things, they either have to flee the country or they will be killed. How we survive daily, only God knows, says one secret Afghan believer. He knows because he has been kind to dwell with us, but we are tired of all the death around us. And as the U.S. troops rapidly exit the country, followers of Christ in Afghanistan will become even more exposed to persecution. Girls and women also will suffer, as will those who helped Western forces for the past 20 years. One, uh, one uh, Christian blogger notes, Pastors in the country have been emailing and messaging me over the last few days, even hours, anxious for prayer. He's a pastor in one country over in the United Arab Emirates. And he said, We've had the opportunity to build partnerships with these men over the last decade. One house church leader sent me a picture of the small room he was hiding in with his family. He wrote, this is where I am living. We are hidden right now in different areas. Another pastor wrote, we can't go out like normal. It's dangerous. We moved to one of my friend's houses, but it's not safe at all. And there's been verified reports that the Taliban has contacted Christians and said that they're coming for them. Another Christian wrote, This past weekend we met in an Afghan English church retreat. On the first night of the retreat, we learned that a pastor in Afghanistan received a letter from the Taliban. We know who you are, what, we, what you do, and where to find you. By Saturday, the Taliban were at his door, but he had gone into hiding. Praise God. Another one said, I listened as an Afghan pastor spoke through tears about his friend, a faithful believer whose village was taken by the Taliban three days earlier. This dear brother's 14-year-old daughter was ripped from his arms and forced into sexual servitude in what the Taliban would dub as marriage and her dutiful Islamic privilege and responsibility. As news arrived on Saturday that the Taliban were already walking the streets of Kabul, we wept and prayed with our Afghan friends as they scrambled to make phone calls to family members who had hoped to leave for a safer location. Nobody was able to leave. The roads and flights had already closed. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Right now, they're facing their life is on the line. 
And they might look different and sound different and have different customs, but they are Christ's. And he is theirs. And here's what it says in Galatians chapter 3. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. We need to stand with them in prayer this morning and intercede for them. If we're a people of prayer, guess what a people of prayer do? They pray, right? So here's things we can pray. One, we can pray for physical protection and provision. Uh, Quoting another article, I asked one brother if he was presently in physical danger. He replied, not only me, but my family too, because of me. Another said, pray also for our physical provision. Pray for our financial issues because no one can take money from the bank and the ATMs are empty. So we can pray for their physical protection and provision. We can also pray for their spiritual strength. Quoting again the article, Every church leader who has emailed or texted me has asked that we would pray for the Lord to strengthen them in their faith. That they would stay strong in the Lord who is the sovereign king. So let's pray that they're strengthened. Let's pray for their spiritual strength that they would be able to stand and be faithful. We can also pray for the gospel to go forth. One brother described these days as dark and said they feel like a storm. But then he went on to ask that we pray for revival. Friends, if if we believe in a God who can part the Red Sea, if we believe in a God who can raise the widow's uh, widow of Nain's uh, dead son, if he can raise his own son and grant to us eternal life, then certainly he can sweep across any nation that he chooses, revival. So let's pray to that end and let's believe that, that the gospel would go forth. What did the ancient church fathers say, Tertullian? The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. We 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 can be faithful and the enemy can try to stamp us out, but God has promised that we will not be stamped out. Now, I individually, you individually, perhaps, our brothers in Afghanistan and our sisters, some of them already have, but will the church as a whole? No. So we stand on that, and we pray, which leads me into my next point. We pray who? For our enemies. And that is hard to do, because who wants to pray for the Taliban to get saved? So let's pray it and mean it, and let's pray for God to be gracious to these people who only know death and destruction in sinful ways. Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. And that's what we want to do as well. So let's be faithful now in in prayer. The mic is open. Anyone can come forward. We're going to spend some time in prayer. So let's pray. God, we ask now that you'd hear our prayers. You are the God in heaven. And we beseech you to hear from us. 
to hear our cries, God, as we intercede for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan. And be gracious to answer them. Show yourself mighty now in that country. And let your light shine in that darkest of places, God. Hear the prayers of our brothers and sisters now as we come up and pray before you. Father God, we're just coming to you, Lord, with an attitude, gratitude, just giving you thanks, Lord, knowing that we are in a, a great situation, Father, but knowing that we have more and we're able to do more and to intercede on our brothers and sisters' behalf, Lord, over there in Afghanistan. We know that you are, that we are victorious in you, Father, and that the tricks of the enemy are defeated, Father, because you are glorious, Father, even in this time of war and this time of just turmoil, Father, in that country. We ask that you just come and you give them just the, the strength they need, Lord, to continue to be victorious in you, Father, and to show the Taliban people who you are and the mighty, glorious works that you do, Lord. We ask that you continue to just rise up, Lord, in that country, Lord, and that the enemy has no control over anything, Lord, that you're doing over in that country, Lord. Continue to bless those people, Lord. Give them the strength they need in you, Father. Give them the finances they need, Lord, to, like I said, just be victorious, Father. We thank and we praise you, Father, and we know that in the end you are victorious and that you, we will prevail, Father, in your name. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for the country of Afghanistan and especially uh, the church there, your body, your bride, our brothers and sisters. Um, it grieves us um, so dearly to, to see what's happening there. We thank you uh, so much that you have ascended to the right hand of the Father. Um, you have been given, given all dominion, uh, both in heaven and on earth, and that uh, none of this catches you by surprise. Uh, there is no problems for you. There is only plans. Um, you have foreordained this, and um, you are a sovereign God. Um, we thank you that you took uh, the greatest evil that has ever befallen this earth, the death of your son. We had the God-man with us, and we killed him. Um, that you took that evil, and you turned it for our good and ultimately your glory. And just like you did there, uh, you can do that in any situation, um, especially this situation and, and any others. Um, I pray that you would just give the church there uh, peace that surpasses all understanding, uh, physical strength, spiritual strength, that you would help them to hold fast to you. Uh, you say that if we proclaim your name to men, you will not deny us before the Father. And we pray um, for our brothers and sisters there that they would uh, proclaim your name and uh, that we would do likewise um, we thank you for all that you bless us with. Um, we are so blessed. Um, we thank you that you have a wonderful habit of turning enemies to your friends, that you take the, the this word of the Spirit, um, that sword, and that is what you use to strike your enemies, and often they, they turn into your friends and they, they call you Father. So we pray that that would happen uh, to those who are doing such violence uh, to your church. Um, it is a hard prayer to pray, but um, we were all there once. We were all called you enemies, so we pray. Um, for those that are doing such violence to you. I pray this all in your son's name.
Thank you, Father God, for for the faith of those who are uh, in Afghanistan and, and and those around the world who this morning, no doubt, are praying for this country, for this nation, and for your children. Um, Father God, I I ask that uh, I'm, I, I'm grateful that they understand um, to live as Christ, to die as gain. It's so appropriate now, and um, it's hard. And we know. Father God, that as we go through trials, we, we suffer through tribulation, through hard times. It's, it's those times that when, when we get through that, we look behind us and we realize that we've moved the farthest and, and we progress the most and, and we've grown closer to you and we've realized, Lord God, what is valuable, what's important. And more than, more than anybody here, I think, in this room is, is these, these pastors, these, these believers, too, um, across that nation understand that more than anything now and and uh <clears throat> grateful for that or that their faith is growing strong and lord that um is even these uh the those who are who are able to um es- escape if that's right for them um at, at this time uh, they're going to end up here even in this area um, in our in our metro area, and, and Lord, if there's an opportunity for us to to reach out to help and 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 to just to be a part of the solution, I I ask God that you would open our eyes, our hearts, and open those doors, and for us to um, to take advantage of uh, of what's in front of us, and Lord, just to um, just to welcome those those just the broken lives uh, with open arms. Lord God, that um, that we would have an impact for your kingdom even here um, in the St. Louis area. And Lord, just I I do pray for uh, for strength. That that's that's biblical. That's that's in your word. That we don't we don't pray for um, for the trial to just be just to disappear. We pray for strength. We pray for your spirit in us to uh, um, to bring us through uh, that which is in front of us. And I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your mercy um, in the times that that's needed um, and, and for your grace. Amen. Job 5.9 says, He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. God, this morning we just beseech you, Father God, for your Holy Spirit to just continue to perform those miracles today in that land and in that place, Father God. We pray that your Holy Spirit would protect your children, Father God. We pray that your Holy Spirit would protect planes, would protect forms of travel for these brothers and sisters, Father God, that you would blind the Taliban, Father God to your children, to your sons and daughters, to their families. God, we pray that you would move in such a powerful way that your church would be in awe, that that the world would be in awe at your mighty hand, Father God. We know that you are able, God. We lift you up. We know that you are mighty. We know that you are sovereign, Father God. We know, like Pastor Mike just said, that you are the God that parted the Red Sea, Father God. 
You are the one that is able to trample chariots, Father God, to destroy the armies of the enemy, Father God. And we pray that you would rise up and do that once again, Father God, in Afghanistan, Father God, that we declare that that land is yours, Father God. We pray that your Holy Spirit would empower the people there, Father God, that they would not only just get physical healing but spiritual healing father god i pray that they would even just be able to look up at the stars and know that the god the creator of heaven and earth is watching over them and that god you are the god that sees you are the god that sees everything that is happening and god you're not lazy and you're never late father god that you are going to show up you are showing up right now and you've been showing up and we thank you for those things that you've already done and we pray that you continue to do those miraculous things father god that they would that you would even supernaturally quench their thirst and hunger father god that they would not be without that they would even wonder why why have i not eaten in 3 days and i still feel like i have stamina and energy but it's going to be only through you and the holy spirit father god and we pray that you would keep families together in the name of jesus we pray that you would bind children to their parents father god that no more of these situations i even pray specifically for this young lady we pray that you would you would reunite her with her parents father god that they would be together once again your holy spirit is so powerful god the same power that rose jesus from the dead we pray that you would show up in just as a mighty of a way father god to be there to to just resurrect these lives these these people that are hiding in the mountains and in the wilderness father god we pray that they would be entering your promised land god that your mighty hand would lead them god i also pray that one of your miracles would be sorry i need to lift both hands there okay god i also pray that one of these miracles would be that you would place bibles within this taliban father god that you would place the seed with even if it's miraculously that you just drop it there father god but we pray that those things would be planted in the taliban father god and that the, your word would be read your holy spirit would be received father god and that it would almost become an underground church and just spread throughout the taliban and hearts would be changed father god that they would see the air of their ways that you would expose the enemy for everything that he is and everything that he is doing father god we pray that you would give them a spirit of love and compassion and grace and mercy and that ultimately they would look at your son jesus as their personal lord and savior father god and that your word your word is truth father god a book of love a book of promises instead of a book of wrath and laws and death and punishment father god holy spirit we pray that you would even right now give ways of escape supernaturally give ways of escape father god and God, I also pray that those that are on the run and in uncomfortable positions, Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would give them a sense of, of being home. Because being in your presence, Father God, that is our home. And so, Father God, I pray that they would feel your presence, that they would feel your compassion, that they would feel your heart breaking and that they would feel the earth quaking knowing that you are rising up father god that you are standing up from your throne to act on their behalf father god that you are not weak that you are strong father god and so they are not weak but they are strong in your spirit and through your might father god and so i thank you for everything you're going to do we just ask that you do <sighs> i know it sounds cliche because it's a song but do what you're famous for god 
do what you're famous for. That what you've been doing since the beginning, just crushing Satan and the devil's plans and schemes, Father God. We pray that you would do that right now, supernaturally, and through your people. God, that they would be always feeling your presence. And God, we just give you glory. We give you glory. We just all know that it is only through your grace, only through your grace, Father God. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus that enables us to receive that grace and mercy. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his blood. And God, we just pray your Holy Spirit all over Afghanistan, all over. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would go before the Taliban in every way possible, Father God. Like it's been said, this does not surprise you, God. We pray that you would continue to to encourage and lead. Your Holy Spirit would give them wisdom, Father God, to know when to run and to know when to stay. And we just continue to give you the glory, knowing that you're able, Father God, and we surrender this to you, knowing that you're sovereign and that you are love. In Jesus' name. Father, I... Received this message Thursday, Lord, you know. And as I was at work and and had to take a break because as I read this message, Lord, it it describes some some messages from some missionaries that had worked in Afghanistan and how they had been in, in contact with people there and this phone call that they had, the people who are still in Afghanistan asked that their faith would be strengthened. And they talked about how their children were saying, Mom, I won't deny Jesus. And in the background, there was gunfire. And hearing about that and and later reports that that different places had been targeted and, and people had been wiped out and killed and it's just been on my heart this whole weekend Lord amidst many other things in various places but Lord I I was reading and listening to some some things and, and the passage came up where it said thinking that they offer service to God they will do these things but they know not what they're doing. And as it is common in some places for the Muslim fighters to cry, Allahu Akbar, as they do these things, which means God is great. So if they think they are serving you, Lord, as they do these things, but Lord, your greatness is that you sent your son to die for us, that you came to save us, and that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces, and you are our way to victory, not these these physical fights and atrocities and things. Lord, that, that darkness is being called 
light in these instances. Lord, and so I pray, as has been said, for your spirit to pour out that in another language it is said, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy on these people, both the Afghanis that are yours and those who are not. Lord, on the ones who are yours already, that whether they are able to flee and be safe and spread the word elsewhere, Lord, or if they are denied that opportunity and have to stand where they are, I pray that they would stand, as it says, that they would hold fast to you until the end. And that those who think that they serve you and will see paradise for it are really sending our brothers and sisters there. And Lord, I would ask that you have mercy on those that are doing these things, that that paradise that they seek, that the service they think that they are rendering to you, that they would be shown what true service is, that in knowing you and following you and spreading your gospel, the very things that they are killing these people for, that that is the true service to the Lord. May their eyes be open to that truth, Lord, at this time. I pray that as you have done in other places that you would continue to give dreams and visions and may it be like as Saul went to persecute Damascus that you would send them a vision of yourself, Lord, saying, why are you persecuting me? Lord, that they would be struck with your power, not to their destruction, but to their salvation, Lord, which is what they truly need. And so, Lord, one more word, Maranatha. Oh, Lord, come here in our midst. Help us to continue in our prayers as we go forward. For our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You are great, Lord, it is true, but help us to worship you rightly. May there be grace and truth, Lord, for your glory. Amen. Lord, our fight is not against flesh and blood, ultimately, and neither is this battle in Afghanistan. So remind us of that, God, and be the mighty warrior that you are, and do the battle there. We battle here for them with our hands raised, Lord, interceding for them. We do pray for your physical protection of the believers. And for those that are called to lay down their lives, may they not deny you to the very end. May they be faithful and counted worthy of the blood. Give them the crown of life. 
we do ask for a spirit of confusion against those who are coming against the believers and wish to do harm. Just as you confuse the armies at times in, in the Old Testament that were coming against Israel, may you do so now for our brothers and sisters that are being attacked. Bring a spirit of confusion amongst the enemy. And give wisdom to the Christian leaders there to know how to lead their people, to know what to do, what to say, to know when to flee and when not. God, we pray for the children of the believers, Lord, that might be separated. Bring them back, Lord, to their parents. More importantly, bring them to you. Let them find you, God. Protect those children. And let your gospel go forth strong in that country. Let them still be sharing their faith, God. Let them still see the brightness of the gospel. Be gracious, God, to them. Do your work, Lord, as only you can do. And I pray, God, even now, you'd fill each one of them with your spirit. I pray you'd give them a spirit of love in the midst of much hate and conflict and war, God. Give them a spirit of love. They will know us by our love. Let them love and not hate. Thank you, God, that you hear our prayers, and that you are mighty to save that one needs but call on your name, and you say you will save them. May many, not just in Afghanistan, but across this world today, call on your name to be saved, to receive the gift of salvation that comes through your Son and is freely given to all who trust in him. Do that work, Lord, and continue it on, we ask in Jesus' name. Let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm going to share just briefly, sticking with the topic of prayer. In verse 17 it says three short words, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And what we're going to see here, and what I want to look at briefly, is how Paul himself was an example of this. Because the question is, well, he tells us to do it, but then is he faithful to follow it out? And one thing you see about Paul is he's, he exhorts us, 1 Corinthians, he exhorts us here, follow his example. Guess what? He was a faithful follower. He followed his own example, or he followed the example uh, of, of what Christ himself did, and then he wants us to follow his example does he do that? Well, look back in chapter 2 of 1 Thessalonians. And in verse 13, he says this, And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work in you believers. So what does he say there? We also thank God constantly. So he's already doing that. 
It's the same word here as it is in 1 Thessalonians 5. And then what does he want us to do? He wants us to be walking in that same prayer at all times. Without ceasing. Now, if you've read your New Testament, and I know most of you have, Paul opens almost all of his letters thanking whatever church he's writing to for some something that they've done or some characteristic that they have or some contribution that they've made. He does it here in 1 Thessalonians. Look back in chapter 1. He says in verse 2, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before God, our God and Father, your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So all, many of his letters begin this way. We give thanks, and then, and then it lists something. Friends, something that's good for us to do is come up with a list of people, especially people in our church, but other believers we know, and start our prayer time by giving thanks for them. That is the pattern that Paul sets for us. We give thanks. We give thanks over and over and over and over and over again. When was the last time you thanked the Lord for different people in your life? You should. So that's one thing, and it's really more of a side note. But I want you to notice something else about Paul, because you've probably noticed that that's how he begins most of his letters, but I think perhaps we've missed something in a number of his letters. Look back at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's another short verse. It's verse 25. Brothers, pray for us. Think about that. The Apostle Paul is asking for prayer. I mean, friends, this is the Apostle Paul. Like, if anyone was close to the Lord, probably the Apostle Paul. He's got like a, a, you know, a direct line to the Lord. Okay? But he realized that he needed prayer. He realized that. And he was humble enough, because that's what it takes to ask for prayer, he was humble enough to ask for it. In a letter going to the entire church, some of us are challenged just to ask a couple people via text to pray for us. He was humble enough to ask the entire church. Do we see this in other letters? Yes, and let's look at them. Romans chapter 15. He says in verse 30, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on my behalf. And then he goes on, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed in your company. Again, he's asking for prayer. Specifically here, be delivered from the unbelievers, and that, that he is able to make it to them. That was his hope and prayer. He's asking them to do that. So the letter goes before him. He's like, hey, pray that I can come and see you in person. Where else do we see it? Ephesians chapter 6. Turn there. After he goes through the different armor of God, he's, he picks it up in verse 18 saying, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. 
To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And then notice what he says in verse 19. And also for me. And what's the prayer for Paul? That words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So these aren't just like, oh, rote prayer requests, like, oh, pray that I keep doing good and, and, and walking in the faith. No, these are specific things that he's writing to specific churches. They're specific prayer requests. And when we're texting our people, our friends, let's be specific in our prayer requests. First, let's make sure we're asking for prayer. And we all need to drink a little bit more of that cup of humility. Because some of us aren't doing that. And all of us need prayer. But then let's covenant together with a couple brothers or sisters in Christ that, that we know they are faithful and will pray. Friends that we have that are close, that are walking in the Lord. Find two or three. Find more. But ask people to pray for you. And then be specific. Let's look at Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. Uh, let's start in verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. I mean, all these verses we've read have some aspect of always, continue, constantly. You can't read the New Testament without getting the idea that it is vitally important for us to be a people of prayer. It's impossible. And here we see it again. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Okay, again, specific prayer, and he's asking the church to pray for him. One last passage we'll look at, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 1, finally, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not all have faith. I mean, isn't that what we were praying today in part for our Afghan brothers and sisters? That they'd be delivered from wicked and evil men. That the word of the Lord may, may speed ahead, Right? And here Paul is requesting prayer for him and his traveling party. Over and over we see Paul asking for prayer. Friends, let's humble ourselves to ask others for prayer. If Paul can ask for prayer, we can ask for prayer. Listen, the people that, that are going to be baptized today and the people that we're going to introduce as new members, like think of how many hours went in to people praying for them to get saved. I mean, think about it. And when you see the first person come down, think about like how much time was spent by family, by friends, by other brothers and sisters in Christ at their church, praying for them. Not just to get saved, but also to grow. Not just to grow, but walk in maturity. Not just walk in maturity, but attain to the fullness of the faith. Tens of hours, hundreds of hours, I don't know, but many, many, many hours. And, and we are seeing the fruit of prayer today in these waters. That's what we're going to see. 
So let's make sure we connect the prayer with the water. Let's make sure we connect the prayer with the baptism. God has answered our prayers. We ask him for many things, and today we are seeing the fruits of answered prayer. Let's continue to be faithful to pray. To pray for others, believers and unbelievers. All of us need prayer, all right? All of us. We need much, 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 much prayer. So, you know, I'm guessing that right now um, prayer services for the Afghan believers aren't probably very optional, all right? I mean, they're probably quite serious about prayer right now. And, and we have a, a prayer service, if you want to call it that, Reformation Wednesday on Wednesday nights. That's optional. No one has to come. But y'all should be there. Y'all should. Because we need to be interceding before the throne of God together corporately. Pleading for brothers and sisters in Christ in our midst here and across the world and pleading for the souls of those that yet don't know Christ. So we should come together to seek him. We should come together to fellowship with one another. Friends, God hears our prayers. He hears them. Every single word. Doesn't matter where you're praying or how you're praying or when you're praying. In the car, in the shower. But there is something different about those places than coming together corporately. Even if it's just a handful. The point is coming together corporately to seek his face. That's what we need to do. Yes, Wednesday comes and whatever goes on throughout your day, uh, usually the enemy is attacking me that day and giving me every excuse and reason to not be there or cancel it or whatever. Friends, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. So we have to gird up our loins, so to speak, and set our hearts on, hey, I'm committed to this. This is important. This is what I need to do. We need to be a people of prayer. We're going to rejoice today that God has been gracious to answer the prayers of parents and friends today as we see people get baptized. We want to rejoice in what God is doing. Lives are truly being changed. And it's interesting because here we are celebrating, which we should, and yet <clears throat> earlier in the service there was a spirit of mourning, right? And that's what Paul says in Romans Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And sometimes as a pastor, that can happen multiple times in various ways in the same exact day. On the phone with someone or in a counseling situation, dealing with a really tough situation, weeping with those who weep, and the next moment rejoicing because of an amazing uh, answer to prayer that God has provided. And that's what we will do here. Yes, we mourn with our brothers for what they are going through, and our sisters for what they are facing in Afghanistan. And we prayed for them, and we will continue to pray with them, constantly praying, always praying. But then here, we rejoice at what God has done in a number of people's lives today. Friends, God is in the business of changing lives. Has he changed your life? Like, raise your hand if he's changed your life. Okay, many hands. That's awesome to see. God's changed many lives. And Something that one of my disciples told me years ago 
like 20 plus years ago. It stuck with me ever since after I totally botched a, a sharing opportunity at a hardware store. Um, but he reminded me that like when, 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 you, when we're sharing our faith with someone, we have to realize we're not just, we're not just sharing with you know, an individual person. That person is a son. That person is potentially a brother. That person might be a father or a grandfather. And we don't know what he might do with the word that we shared that day when he goes home and sits around the dinner table that night. We don't know. Like maybe he goes home and, and you shared the gospel with him and there wasn't much interest or response at that moment, but he's sitting there and he's like, you know, honey, this, this guy today was telling me about Jesus and how I need to trust him. Maybe that resonates with her. He's preaching the gospel that he doesn't even believe. But it resonates with her. We just don't know how God is going to use that, but we have to realize that when, you're, when we're sharing with a person, we potentially are sharing with the whole family sitting around the dinner table that night. And maybe they're all, you know, speaking ill of the Lord, but maybe it strikes a note with one or two of them. Maybe it resonates with a handful of them. So let's be faithful in our witness, okay? And even today, as people are being baptized, like some of these are our future moms and dads, right? Like God's done a work in them, and we want to pray that he continues it on to the future generations through them. They have an influence. It might be small, it might be large, but they have an influence, and we want to pray that they use that influence to further the kingdom. So what we're seeing here is, yes, individuals will be baptized today, but what do they also represent? What do they represent? Much potential to do much power and glory for the kingdom of God through his spirit. Amen? So let's pray, and we will rejoice as they head back to get ready. I'll have the worship team come on up. Lord, you are God who saves. And thanks for the privilege of us getting ready to see some baptisms, people declaring publicly that they know you, they trust you, they love you, and that they want to seek you. Lord, I do pray for anyone here that might not know you, that they would be struck by the testimony of the people being baptized today, that they want to publicly proclaim their allegiance to you, that their heart is set fast on you. Be gracious to save anyone here who doesn't know you. And God, thanks for these people. There have been tens of hours and hundreds of hours of prayer poured in for each person being baptized over the years. And you have been faithful to answer that prayer. God, save more, please, we ask. Save our brothers and sisters in the flesh that don't know you. Save our moms and dads that don't know you. Save our grandparents that don't know you. Save our children that don't know you. And may the hours add up for them as we pray and seek your face, praying constantly, praying always before your throne. You are such a good and gracious God. Thank you that we have access, full access, unhindered access to you at any time. The veil 
has been torn in two. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, go before us now in a spirit of rejoicing. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.